Good afternoon, everybody. We're back. It's going to be a little bit of a different kind of episode. I'm Clint. As you see, Clintonian down at the bottom of the screen. And obviously, I'm like Dom here with me. How's it going, Clint? And kind of a reintroduction podcast. We've been offline for a while. Going enough. Yeah. Rear changes, life stuff. This is just how this happens, guys. But now we're back for y'all's viewing and listening pleasures. And today we're going to kind of reintroduce the Joe Schmo Sports Show and our other podcast that we host called the Liquid Soapbox. Liquid Soapbox. Soapbox. Don't don't treat it like a redheaded stepchild now. Oh, no, no. The Liquid you got it. It is great content there. Is my favorite one for us to record, right? So the, you, yeah. you already know that. So this is just one of those things that uh, we want you guys to know kind of what we've been up to, you know, experiences that we've had, people that we've met, and what's coming up. So, so don't. How's everything with you? Man, life is busy, right? Yeah. You know, okay. I've got, you know, I still got my troop full of children. Kids are 21 <laughs> and one's, one's about to turn 17 here. Like the youngest one is 15 and is traveling all over the place with his pro and college development soccer program that he's in oh. now. And I mean, the biggest news between the last we were on and now is that Heather and I are officially married hey, and, hey, and hey. actually been married for over a year now and hey, yeah you know wow. life, life is really good we've had a career change that's part of the reason why you know we haven't really had an opportunity to be recording over the last year plus i transitioned my role in the company i'm now a partner with my firm which substantial increases in responsibilities developing and growing our office a lot of additional training for myself because one big part of my role is learning how to be an effective executive coach for the people that I bring into the organization and help them develop a strong and successful business with my company. So yeah. you, you've just been interviewing guys. He's been interviewing, 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 and you know, so it's, it takes up a lot of time. And as you guys heard, he's married now. And so he kind of has to answer to somebody else or well, no, to be fair, that, it, that, did, that didn't change the nature of our relationship right. with, with Heather and I, as far as being a good team together. And it's not that I answer to her. She answers to me. It's that we're accountable to each other and right. That's necessary to, for, for us and our family to be successful. I will say, you know, the. You mentioned the interviewing and interviewing and interviewing. Yeah, I've been interviewing like crazy between the managing partner of my firm and myself. We conducted over a thousand candidate assessments. That's people who made it past our initial interview to make it to our candidate assessment over a thousand last year. And we had 10 people that we hired out of all of that. Well, so, not only that, that, but you and Heather are. Heather started it and I know you're helping, but she started a woodworking business amongst all the other things that you guys are actually accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah. So I know we've spoken about the speakeasy. In fact, we've hosted many, many episodes and that quarter them 
yep. in our speakeasy. Well, now the tra- speakeasy has transitioned from being a full-blown sports bar to now it's half sports bar speakeasy. The other half of the space is now a professional woodworking studio and Heather's building custom built wood furniture at, for a limited amount of clients. So that's been a really interesting change and her skill credit is growing. People can get in touch or look at some of the things that you've done, like an Instagram page or a Facebook page or. Work. Yeah, there's, there's some of that up and we can put that in show notes okay. now. Yeah, uh, I, think I should write that, any of that down, but yeah, I mean, if, it, if you're interested in having something that's custom built by a local artisan, she is really, really good at what she's been doing. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. So you you know, that. We, we got that. We've been, we've been working on multiple projects together and chauffeuring around our children all over the place. So, I mean, we, we live a full and robust life. So, you know, not to make excuses for us not recording, but like that's that. part of the issue is finding that space. Yep. And I think between the, 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 the bat, you know, finding the balance in the business, finding the balance in my new career that I've been able to find now the space to be able to jump back into the work that you and I have been doing. Speaking of which, Clint, talk to us a, bit, a little bit about what's changed for you over the past year since we've last recorded for our audience. Oh gosh, where do we really start? So I have also changed careers. So now yeah. I'm for the number one news station in North Carolina, WRA, nice. as an out executive for brand. So okay. I always sold products. Okay. When I was 14 years old to when I was 42 years, I was not always selling a product to help somebody or somebody's business. And sure. I'm very excited to be in this space. My first venture in this space, never done sponsorships or anything like commercials or anything like that. But now that I'm helping people build or expand their brand, that is something that I'm very, and I took this job because of that aspect and the fact that it gives me a lot of avenues to other things in sports and so okay. because capital broadcast is WRAL and they also sure. Durham Bulls and wow. the Holly Springs Salamanders, which is a separately okay. Okay. team that they, they just. They have a lot of, they have a lot of tenants. Let's just, sure, sure. Right? So they have a reach and as long as I do well in this role, then it opens up a lot of opportunity. Just probably. So you're, so you're talking about career paths within the company then. Correct. Correct. Damn, that's exciting. That's exciting. So I know in, in addition to career, there's, there's things that have changed or things that are interesting that you've done over the past year or so the the most interesting thing that i wanted to hear about before we get into all of your adventures and traveling and seeing like bucket list events oh yeah uh, i understand that you have embarked on a a program of self-improvement and self-awareness oh yeah uh, talk to me yeah. a little bit about about that journey oh okay so there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that wrapped into that. I mean, you guys know this new, not really new society, but you know, since COVID and one of the, one of the good things that COVID did bring on is more self, not just hate, but forever hate, you know, in the quote unquote woke society. As it's, I don't, no, 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 I don't know. I, I like, I don't know if that, that, 
that's what that means. But at least yeah. in the society of, or the portion of people that are looking at themselves and going, I'm, I'm, I'm not the type of person that I want to be. How do I be that person? So, yeah. you know, constant. I, yeah. Yeah. Right. But what, what does that mean for you and, and what have you engaged in? So what that means for me is just being the best person that I could be and showing up for the people in my life, uh, including you, including my wife, my daughter, my friends, my network, my family, just in general, just being a better person and being able to show. And that's really what it's about for me. Consistency is really high. Right. And, and uh, how, and how are you going about doing well, that? First, you have to take care of yourself, right? So you have to make yourself the number one priority. So that's the working out, the eating better, journaling, the meditation, the taking time for me, getting back into eating and not just listening to audiobooks. Don't give me your own podcasts are great. Still listen. Yeah, listen. please listen, subscribe, all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> one of the big things that, that I've been dealing with as far as this goes, it's me, Ed Dudley, and Bitch Webb started a men's that beats every second Thursday of the book in person. And now we actually virtual, a virtual aspect of this. So we've had a bunch of people nationwide. Once they started hearing about our group, we, uh, mostly via LinkedIn because we, you know, me, Ed and Bench all have a pretty big And then, so we've had some people all across the country and asked for a virtual presentation. So we're actually starting next month. And if anybody's interested, hit up the Joe Schmo sports show account on Instagram or then Facebook, Don will probably into the Facebook stuff that I will, but we can definitely keep some information if that's something, if that's something that you're interested in. And we could, we can definitely talk more about that. So sure. that's for sure. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting journey that it's, has helped me out in my life in a bit. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Hold on just a second. Yep. Speaking of life, life is interrupting me right now yeah, as no. one of my children is calling for me while I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. Game starts in two hours. I am well aware that the game starts in two hours as I'm wearing my Bruce Smith jersey. We still haven't gone to Herod's Theater to pick up the good kids. Yeah, I nor have I called them. So I will talk to you later. Good. Yes. And so let's, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about this for a second. Let's dive yeah, into sure. the sports stuff, right? So yeah, of course. Dom is wearing his bills. To uh, Bruce, the classic Bruce Smith, number 78. The all the favorite. In my humble opinion, the greatest defensive end of all uh, time. So, so this, this is, this is a big day for Dom. They are playing the game that didn't get played in another, in another way. It's not the game really that didn't get played. It's the same teams. Buffalo versus Cincinnati. Yeah. Different yeah. location and in the divisional round of the playoffs. So Dom is, is having a day. Obviously, you heard. Yes. One of his kids would like to rest there. It's for the games. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to record a podcast. Yeah, I've got priorities. <laughs> he is actively cooking for a few guests. Unfortunately, I am not one of them. That is going to be able to come over to us. But uh, to be fair, you were invited. <laughs> oh, invited. I just cannot come over because twice. Yeah. Again, so yeah. Dom, I want to talk to him, talk to you about a few things. First, yeah. thing I want to bring up is one of your first endeavors as a married couple was to get a to, to do a fantasy football team together. Oh talk my goodness! For a second, how did that work? What was that like? So, it, so a couple things. One, it wasn't a fantasy football league together, although we played it together. What it was was 
my wife joined her work fantasy football league and she's never played before. And she asked me for help, which turned into the two of us playing it together, uh, showing her how I construct the team, draft, things like that, because I I haven't played fantasy football forever. You're analytical, analytical, right? Doing the value-based drafting system and things like that and finding available value at every round of the draft and going through the process and, and it, it was really interesting because we were playing in a league where it did not appear that anybody was, you know, way into fantasy football the way I've been in the past. And, you know, people drafting, you know, kickers in the eighth round to people out there starting lineup, they're drafting full sacks in the first and second round. And I'm sitting there like, wow, I get to load up on my running backs right at the beginning. And I think. I get the ones with high number of uh, catches because we're in a, you know, we're in a full point per reception league and, and going in that direction. So that was fun. And we ended up making it all the way to the championship round. Unfortunately, did not win the championship round because that was played in week 17. Well, whatever, we had multiple players in the Bills Bengals game that was canceled because yeah, but Mark because Hamlet. of the Demar Hamlin situation, so yeah, we ended up finishing runner-up, which is great for yeah. her her yeah. first endeavor. And the and the funny thing is the the league, the name of the league is I want the pink shirt, and the the loser of the league because they play all the way through the playoff brackets. the The ultimate loser ends up having to wear a pink shirt to work. Basically saying I lost fantasy football league all week. Well, you know, fantastic. The only time I've had to wear a pink shirt in uh, like a situation where you're not really a loser per se, but you're under 21 going to a strip club. That's really the only time I've had to wear a pink shirt. Well, I, that sounds like a story for another episode. Actually, tell that sport on another episode. Yeah, Uh, for sure. For sure. Well, what about your fantasy football league this year? How did you do? Well, since we've last spoke in, in this arena, I was the regular season champ and got a champ chain, which okay, pictures up on our YouTube page or something like that. But pretty stuff sounds like fun. And then after that, which is a big, like big medallion, I said fantasy football champion. It was a regular season champion. I played it, but then turned around next year and played and got in that same league, won the actual playoff trophy. So that was, that was pretty, but did not win this year. Still made the playoffs, but did not win. But it's a, well, now I do want to, I, I, since you have that Bills jersey, and it is a day from the bill, I want to talk about a very unique experience that you were able to have with your favorite. So, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. This so, was, I, I want to set this up. So there was a ginormous, those that hit the upper, the, the Northeast, like, well, right. To, to be fair, if, if you have never lived or experienced a winter living on or near one of the great lakes, there's this thing called Lake effects effects them. You've got these math. They're basically massive inland oceans. If you haven't seen them in person, it, it is a sight to see. But this cold air blows across these oceans. 
or the Great Lakes from Canada. And as soon as it hits land, it just drops all the snow. Well, Buffalo is, Buffalo is located in New York, basically on the eastern edge of Lake Erie. And it is in between Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. And that is the spot where, I mean, it, it, a lot of strange things. One, massive amounts of snow. Two, it can snow, you know, three feet in one part of the city and not have a single bit of snow two miles away. It's really very strange. Three, thunder snow. Who yeah. ever heard of that, right? I mean, massive thunderstorms yeah. just dumping white stuff on you. Well, massive blizzard. No. Massive blizzard. Yes. In, I believe it was in November. And eight feet of snow in Buffalo. There's no way they're going to have this game. All of the emergency services were dedicated to, you know, taking care of this massive blizzard that hit the city. Yeah, that, well, yeah, a lot of people. And that's not the only time this year that that happened in Buffalo, yeah. oddly enough. But they had to move the game. The game got moved to Detroit because they just simply inside. couldn't play it inside. Right. It Buffalo and get. Yeah, Buffalo and Cleveland, just to get the the team out of Buffalo. Oh, people in the city were volunteering. You know, Sean McDermott was driving to pick people up in his four wheel drive. Bills players and personnel were getting driven to the airport on snowmobiles. I mean, it was wild, wild. So the game ends up being in Detroit. It's canceled the, the week of tickets go on sale for the game. I think. Friday before the game where the Saturday before the game is on Sunday. Heather and I wake up Saturday morning. What do you want to do this week? Weekend. We, we had no plans. My two younger children were with their mother for the weekend. And we're like, I, I don't know. Heather goes, I bet, you know, with Buffalo moving the game to Detroit, I bet it's really cheap to get tickets. Yeah. And I said, well, let me check. Look online. Yeah, of course. It's very inexpensive to get tickets. Picked up a couple of tickets. Heather jumps on the airfares. We've got some airline credits. Used those. Got some tickets to Detroit. And we had some hotel points that we used. So just for the cost of these inexpensive tickets, we woke up not knowing what we were doing that day. That night, we are in Detroit. And the next day we're tailgating with Bills fans from that flew in from all over the country, not from Buffalo, mind you, they were stuck in eight feet of snow, yeah. but Bills yeah. fans from everywhere else just filled that stadium. That's a baby. I bet it, that was experience. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. And y'all won. I, so, well, yes, yes, we, we won. won. Very, it, it was touch and go there. For Interesting. Yeah. Well, the, they didn't get to practice all week because yeah. of the snow and everything. Yeah. One up. One other thing that I found interesting is that you know, I'd never been to Detroit before, and you hear a lot of stuff about Detroit's rough and this and that. Man, downtown Detroit's beautiful. Yeah, you know, a lot of big lots of, lots of lots of great food, lots of great things going on there. The stadium is great, just great culture. Yeah, absolutely. People yep. are extremely extremely friendly. I mean, take a visit, just yep. go, you know, enjoy it. The, I, I want to go back in the summer. And go to a Tigers game because that that Colmarion Park is beautiful. Yep. Sign me uh, up. For that. Yeah, now, absolutely. Later, you had the opportunity to go to Buffalo 
to watch yes. Eddie Auer play their divisional rivals, the, the Jets. Absolutely. Yeah. So this this was my birthday present. Heather bought me and, and us tickets to go see Buffalo in New York in Buffalo back in September. And so we were those. already planning on doing that. We did not do the elbow off the table. It was pouring down rain all day <laughs> long. So our tailgate was, well, tailgating Buffalo is like nothing else, even in the rain. And it's just, it's just this massive, just carnival atmosphere. And everybody's got different cooking apparatus that they're pulling out. There's sausages and wings and, you know, giant riddles of people make, you know, here, people are making breakfast sandwiches. Over here, people are making steak sandwiches. It's, you know, just grilling everything under the sun and just massive amounts of Labatt Blue going down like it's nothing. And well, here's the question that I want to know. Yeah. Did you put ketchup and mustard on anything? I did not have a hot dog, no. Or, no. Or, no. With the ketchup and mustard sauce? No. So I, I didn't get to go to, what is it, Pinto Ron? I didn't go to Pinto Ron's that... Tailgate. We weren't on that side of the stadium, nah. but I mean, still, we we had a fantastic time. It was a great joy. It's the hell out of it. Uh, uh, we we were yes, actually yes. so we were actually staying. I think it was the Sheraton downtown Buffalo, and that's where the Jets were. And so I I I, I get into an elevator and go up one floor, and then it walks. What's it? Joe Flacco walks into the elevator, and I'm like. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Wearing all my buffalo. <laughs> He's like, hey, man. I was like, Good luck in the game tomorrow. Joe's you know, biggest, though. Yeah. Oh, he's tall as hell. He's like, tall as hell. But, but he's skinny. I mean, yeah. he doesn't look like a, you know, a built football player. He, he's thin as a rail. But, you know, it was kind of cool to see how they were doing everything. They had the entire second floor, like all the conference rooms and everything were completely booked off and you couldn't yep. get on there. Not that I want to, but that's what know, they do. They, they, planning and prepping and everything cool to see how they're doing it as a matter of fact they were so serious i was like man this it, i felt like after seeing what they were doing and in the hotel that it was going to be a tough game for buffalo and it ended up being a tough game you know i mean matt milano folded mike white like a lawn chair but you know we we played tough too but man they that was a serious football team that's going to be a team that yeah, you know, when they get their quarterback situation right, they're going to be a tough team. Yeah, man. Well, they got talent, bro, and and they they are serious about winning. Yeah, I Sauce is the real deal, brother. Like I, gotta, mm-hmm. I love that kid. I love his confidence. And uh, was that, uh, Bryce, what was his name? The, the running back, the guy, Reese Hall. That's right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's back. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he comes back to one hundred percent because I mean he he looked like the real deal too. Look, bro, yeah. if, if James Robinson and Cam Akers can come back from Achilles, yeah, Reese Hall can come back from an ACM. So sure, it, sure. The, those are amazing experiences, Dom. It's, you yeah. know, it's, it's nice that us as sports fans get to experience shit like that. You well, know, I mean, speaking, speaking of which, I mean, you know, those, those are great experiences for me, but you got to do one of those bucket lists, dude. Two of experiences. Two of them. Yeah, yeah. But one one specifically I really want to talk about. So okay. tell me about going to New Orleans and seeing Carolina play in the final pool. I don't Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Me. You guys know. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Carolina fan first, above anything else as far as sports goes. And last 
last March, I made an improbable run as an eight seed when, you know, we won our first game against Marquette, got paired up with the number one team at Baylor and we're beating worried south of them. And so there was a terrible call that made us lose one of her best. And then we go on from there, man, and just, you know, we play UCLA and beat UCLA. And then for some, by some race of God, Kentucky loses to St. Peter's and makes everybody's day. that we end up beating St. Peter's. That before that, that was on a Sunday. And that Saturday before that, we could beat Arkansas to put their self in the final four. And then we, it was pretty evident halfway through the second half. We were up by 20. Yeah, yeah. Pretty evident that we were going to win that game. I got on a FaceTime call with two of my friends that are diehard Tar Heel fans and my traveling, which we can talk more about as well. Sure. But they're my traveling buddies for Carolina sports, just in general. And we got on a FaceTime call. Like, okay, there's no way this is happening. So how do we make, how do we make this? Like, you Yasa, you're on the rental car. JC, you're on the hotel. I'll get all the tickets. Like, let's, let's, you know, divide and conquer and make this happen. And so you end up in New Orleans. Yes. So and what, what is the final four matchup though? So Carolina Duke. Carolina was, Duke in the final four in New Orleans. Never happened before in the history of basketball, in the history of the NCAA tournament. But as you guys it, know, if you don't, I don't know where you've been, but Carolina Duke are the biggest rival in all of sports, I all would, of sports. Right. I'm glad you said it. I'll stay away from that because I'll get, I'll get criticized from Ohio State fans that I'm friends with, Michigan fans that I'm I do not care about those people. They are wrong. They are, they are every right to be wrong. You're right. No. Carolina Duke is the sure. number one rivalry in all sports. I don't care about Yankees, Red Sox, Celtics, Lakers, Ohio yep. State, Michigan. I mean, those are all second rate rivalries compared to Carolina Duke. And you know why? <laughs> Because none of those teams are literally five minute drive up the road from each other. Yeah, it's pretty That's the difference. The area that we live in. So um, I'll, I'll give you guys the cliff notes first because so much stuff happened. I, we can put up some pictures again. We can put us some pictures on the, on the YouTube channel and on our Facebook page and stuff like that. But you guys, most incredible experience I've ever had in my life. We jumped in a car. We actually got a minivan. We jumped in the car and four grown adults. Heading down on Friday. We left on Thursday night. You guys never go to New Orleans. It is a fairly, fairly long drive. Actually, no, sorry. It was Friday night. Game was on Saturday. We got into New Orleans. We checked into the hotel, had some breakfast at like three of our street. It was Saturday. All geared up and started at 6 p.m. All geared up, go down there, have how, a good time. Number. How, how were you able to even <laughs> spending all day on Bourbon Street before well, going to the game. All right, that's yeah. a hell of a, that's a hell of a pregame. I'm just saying. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Bur- Bourbon Street. So New Orleans is a open container or open container city, right? And so I had I don't drink beer, and in order to make this trip the most economical possible, I actually had my flask with me, and I was just walking around drinking out of flask and walking around the city, you know, doing all that. So that was great. I didn't. I didn't get too hammered, unlike some of my cohorts up with me. But the, the the crazy thing that happened was we were the victim. Well, not me. I'm going to take me and my friend JC out of this. The two people that we were with, JC's person was a woman that's Pakistani. And one of my best friends in the world is a black woman. We got kind of 
they got racially profiled from by some Duke fans that were not very happy that we were there because our seat got thrown up and so we weren't we weren't able to sit up in our actual seats. So we got the usher to let us stay in the little buffer zone where the seating is and then the the concession stand stuff like that. So we were lucky enough to be standing there. They didn't like us too much. They made it known that they didn't like us too much. We got escorted by the usher and her main boss to a private suite from the second half of the Carolina. And wow. So we and walked in, food, drinks were sitting over there. They led us to the seats that were sitting right over the court. And what? who are we sitting with? We had five fans. That in were, the suite. In the suite. In the suite. With five. Were they kinder than the other Duke fans? Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Younger than the other Duke fans. So that, I think that's the main, that's the main thing here. And then those, those were probably people that actually graduated from Duke as opposed to the people that were in the stands with just yeah. rooting for Duke. <laughs> yeah. And so we're sitting there and I'm very superstitious. So I didn't move. I was kind of just like, once we got our lead and went on that run, that 12, that 12 hour run, I was kind of, I kind of just stayed the course. Right. And then Caleb Love hit that shot over Martin Williams with 20 seconds left. And the play, I never heard of like that. So loud. Yeah. 70, but 85,000 people. Just, you know, for the Caesar Superdome, it 85,000 people just lost their fucking money. Well, let's explore. Probably about 68,000 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The other people in there, because it was predominantly. There was, there was that, and then there was. Pretty much. Pretty much. And yeah. it was a it was a very surreal experience, and I was like floating. Can't even. I can't yeah. even play that. I mean, we did lose the national championship the next day. We won't talk the two days from then, but then we will. We won't talk. We won't go to the Kansas game, and that's fine. But let me tell you guys, it's it's crazy how how this works. So that Saturday the games, the Villanova Kansas game, and the Carolina Duke game. Sunday is nothing. Then Monday's the national championship game. So Sunday you just have all day to do nothing in New Orleans, but experience New Orleans. So not only did Carolina beat Duke on Saturday, it was 75 degrees outside. And it was bright, sunny, shiny day. So the best thing about Carolina, the Carolina beating Duke, besides the actual event that happened, was that whole entire day that we just got to walk around New Orleans and walk shit. It was oh, that's awesome. For days of the history. That's awesome. Right? That's awesome. So that, yeah. that was pretty awesome. So that was, that was definitely a bucket list thing. That huge bucket list thing. So the other thing that you mentioned that you got to do, you got to go, well, you got to go see Carolina play football at yeah. Notre Dame. So, you know, the, yeah. the famed Notre Dame stadium, touchdown Jesus, all of that. We can get into that experience at another time when yep. we talk college football on the Jason was sports show. Yep. But I do want to just real quick have you share just a couple of seconds, your first experience going out west and visiting Colorado because the first time I visited Colorado was yeah. a life-changing experience. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, like frame the story, what okay. were you doing and, and, yeah. and you know, what was that like? Well, so the reason that we went out to Colorado was a group of eight guys. And if you guys think back or remember the episode with Josh Terry, the ex-DMX athlete, and it's now six brain tumors and a weight craniotomy, gamma-knife radiation treatment, we're going to have him back on so he can tell us. But we went out for his bachelor party, married and we went out to Colorado and stayed in Colorado Springs and played disc golf as Dom 
Dom's seen the pictures and videos. We've played golf, golf. We played three rounds of ball golf, as Elaine King would call it, three <laughs> all golf, and just had an amazing experience. Went on a fight that was, I don't even know how to explain that, but what I'll do is I'll, I'll save that story for when Josh or Mitch are borrowing our future episodes of the, of the liquid soap. But it was an amazing It's Colorado is now my spirit animal. And I will probably at some point, you know what? I did learn a couple of interesting. So no yeah. one, Denver, by the way, nobody ever, if nobody knows, Denver's. Yes, right? it is. For this, range. This is my second time being there, but my first time really experiencing as much as we did. My wife and I went a few years back for Denver, Broncos, Houston, Texans. Did a, did a couple things. Did the Red Rocks, did Seven Springs, had a really good time. We just did more in nature in this trip. Denver is flat. So all the misconceptions about Denver, it is the Lyle High City because it is built on a mesa. Yep. It all all hills are man-made in Denver. But one of the one of the coolest things that I've learned about Denver area is that they have three hundred plus days of of sunshine each. And that's amazing. And yeah. The no, Absolutely. not only is, is, is marijuana legalized there, but there's sunshine more than 300 days a year. So it's just all the happy, right? So how could, how could, you know, how happy, can, high, active. I mean, what's not to love about it? <laughs> you're high, you're high, yeah, literally, metaphorically. Yeah. Right? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was a great time. And Mitch and Josh and I will talk about all that we have. There. Awesome. So, yeah. Speaking so, podcast, do you want to talk about sure. that a few minutes? Yeah, yeah. So coming back with the Joe Schmo Sports Show and the Liquid Soapbox Podcast, you know, we're going to do, as this is the reintroduction show for both, we're going to post this to both the Joe Schmo feed as well as the Liquid Soapbox feed. So everybody who's been talking to us, when, when are the shows coming back, they, they'll, they'll know. But we've got some really great things coming up for both shows. We've got fantastic guests, people that you've heard of, people that you've heard of nationally, locally, people that just have interesting stories on the Joe Schmo side. We've got a lot of you know, former NFL players, collegiate players that are coming on, professional athletes from different sports that maybe uh, you don't focus so much on professional boxers, mixed martial artists. I'm still trying to get, I really want somebody to come out and talk about cricket because that's huge locally here in our community yep. on the, on the SoFox side. Clint, who do we got? So we're just, the thing that I'm most excited about, number one, I want to talk about something we have at the can first. So oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had, as far as recording episodes that we already have, Liquid Soapbox episode, Tom Beloquist, who we had an amazing conversation with. And you guys, the things that he has done, people that he has hooked out, the books that he has, I'll just give you guys a little taste. Wait, he is hitting the fool. He's personal friends with Chuck Norris. And fun fact, he watched the first ever UFC fight with Chuck Norris. And we'll just leave that there. And you guys yeah. to the rest of the story. Absolutely. The thing that I'm most excited about is I had a conversation, made a connection through Josh Perry with a big, his title is the Hall of Fame keynote speaker. He's yeah. a New York Times bestselling author of the Go-Giver book. Mr. Yeah. Bob Berg has agreed to be on the Liquid Soapbox. So we are honored 
And we very much look forward to having Mr. Burke on. This will be not an in-person thing. This will be a Riverside conversation, but it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. We have a few others that are still waiting to be released. And since now we are back, we are going to start putting that stuff out. I'm also probably going to throw in a couple of best ofs, maybe, maybe piece some episodes together. This interview that we've done, but uh, yeah, you guys were very excited. Now that I have been trying to trying to get this together for a couple months now, trying to make sure our times line up and we have enough guests to come on. And so while we're recording those episodes, we are going to be, I think that we talked about a year and a half ago or so. And so whenever you guys hear these episodes, there's something that's not really current that you're wondering yeah. why we're talking about. That is why. Yeah. But now we're back, start releasing this stuff, and we're going to come bring you guys bigger, better guests, and maybe some all locations. Maybe some yeah. all locations. Well, exactly. we're trying to work some of that stuff out because hopefully if Carolina makes it back to the Final Four, it is Houston this year, and I have some very exciting plans if it's, and if we awesome. can so we can definitely talk about that. Derek jumps on. Yes. Yes. So with, with that in mind, Hey, thank you all for listening. We look forward to being able to provide this content to you going forward and for Clint, for myself, feel happy to be back. So happy to be back. Oh, I got to say something before we get yeah. out, bro. Yes. Sorry. I can't be there today. Go there to lock to your boys. I said bills and I have no, I have no team. In, in the race anymore. And so, well, didn't have any team in the race. Uh, uh-huh. We can talk, we can talk about that later, but like, um, wish you good luck, brother. Oh, my dear. Hearing for you because I'm not really a Bengals fan. I do like Joe Burrow and I do Jamar Chase didn't win me a fantasy title. All right. All right. Beyond <laughs> that, beyond that, I wish you good luck, brother. And I cannot wait to start recording these episodes again with you. And I guess we can go ahead and sign off, bro. You have anything else you want to say? Nope. It's good to, good to be back. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. it is good to be back, bro. I look forward to this and we got some things planned. Just hit that like button, follow on, on Insta, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. We put all the social media and everything in the show notes. Anywhere that you listen to your podcast will be available if you want to actually like that look, little. Look, at, look at Clint and I as we're talking to each other. <laughs> Subscribe to YouTube, but nothing else. We're out, guys. Yeah, babe. We all think. See you later, Dom. Good luck, brother. And welcome back to the Joe Schmerz Sports Show and to the Liquid Soapbox Pod. Welcome back to everybody. Peace. <laughs>